0: My name is Fedor and welcome back to Be Fluent in Russian podcast. Today we have Pushkin again. We're continuing our cultural education, Russian culture podcasts. We have two poems that all first graders in Russia are forced to memorize and to read in front of the whole class. Not to read it off a piece of paper, but to recite it from memory. These are pretty small. Well, the first one is kind of small. Second one is 25, 28 lines? No, 30 lines. So it's not the easiest one to memorize, but we're gonna simply read it. I still, of course, don't know them by heart from school times. I kind of forgot it by now, but we're gonna read it first and then do it again, second time with translations. And of course, as we're going through it, I'll give you some insight to Pushkin and Pushkin's life but in fact before we get started if you don't know who Pushkin is it's your first time even hearing the name Pushkin he is considered to be the most famous the most talented poet in Russia and he lived in the 19th century and he's still considered to be one of the best because of how succinct and how easy flowing his poems are imagine this it's been 200 years ever since he wrote his last poem. But we still can read it despite all the language changes. We still think of him as the best poet. He is really truly very masterful, very skillful, very, very talented. And his, his word is so just magical. I don't know any other way to express it really, but truly magical. So the first poem. It's called Nanya, to the nurse, or to the babysitter. He had a babysitter or a nurse who raised him. And he, she didn't just raise him and teach him things, but she became a very important figure in his life. During the times of, kind of persecution and, and, and going against the, the government and the state, she would be his savior. She would be his person that he'll go to, he can trust, with all of his deepest kind of thoughts and all of that. So she was a very crucial figure in his life. And here's a poem to her. Пушкин, няня. Подруга дней моих суровых, голубка дряхлая моя, одна в глуши лесов сосновых, давно, давно ты ждёшь меня. Ты под окном своей светлицы горюешь, Будто на часах, и медлят на спицы в твоих наморщенных руках. Глядишь в забытые вороты на черный отдаленный путь. Тоска, предчувствие, заботы теснять твою сейчас на грудь. То чудится тебе, and then this poem gets cut off. Mid-sentence, not even finished the line. Of course, probably he was lost somehow, some way. Maybe it was burnt or something, or he wasn't recovered fully. Maybe he just didn't finish it. But it's an incomplete poem. But still, just within these 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 lines, there's a lot of care, a lot of language in it. So let's read it again and translate it. My days of harshness Faithful friend. So, Padruga is a friend. Female friend. So, he is calling his nurse. Not a medical nurse, but a nurse who raises you. Padruga. A friend. Days of my harshness. Okay? So, she was a friend of his harsh days. During his harshest days, again, going against the state, he was persecuted a lot. And she would be his friend in those times. And then he calls her Galupka Driachlaja Maya. Galupka is a dove, so my aged dove. Maya, of course, means mine, and Driachlaja means aged. But Driachlaja is really when a person—how uh, <laughs> do you best describe this? Is when a person kind of withered. Okay, maybe physically, they don't look the most—I don't know—physically healthy. Дряхлы is when a person is kind of, you know, maybe maybe hunched over, maybe just old. But I think the translation of my aged little dove is a good translation. So let's keep going. Одна в глуши лесно, лесов сосновых, давно-давно меня. Alone in in the wilderness of pine forests, you've been waiting for me for so long. So adna. Means alone. It's a feminine version. Idin means alone for for guys, but adna, since it's a it's a it's a her, в глуши in the wilderness, лесов forests, сосновых means pine. So in the deep wilderness of pine forest, you alone, давно давно for long for long, You're waiting for me. So. She is somewhere in the village, somewhere, you know, in in the forest, waiting for him. She misses him. And in those times, of course, right now, if somebody misses you, you call them. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do during those times? You write a poem to them and send it by mail. So it's not really uh, that easy. So then he continues. Beneath your chamber's window, you grieve as though upon the hour. So, Garryush is not grief when it comes to you losing someone, but you just simply you you are sad. You are being sad, под окном under the window, своей свитлице your chamber chamber. So you are being sad under the window of your chamber, будто на часах as if by the hour or upon the hour. I think well the translation is kind of different. The translation is upon the hour. I think Buddha na is like by the hour you get sadder and sadder and sadder. Maybe because he's not there, she misses him, and all of that. And needles in your wrinkled hands are getting slower with each minute. So, with each minute, the needles that that she's using to knit something, of course, during those days, you knit your own clothes and you don't go to any store and buy them, you make them yourself. And so, with each minute, the the needles that you knit with are going slower and slower and slower in your wrinkled hands. В твоих, in your наморщенных wrinkled руках, hands. In, in, a funny thing in Russian ruki or ruka, ruka is a hand but also an arm okay but of course in somebody's we don't say in somebody's arms when something is located in somebody's arms we say in somebody's hands so here rukach means hands Глядишь в забытые вороты на черный отдаленный путь. You peer through the forgotten gates towards the distant blackened path so she is looking in the gates of forgotten gates people forgot about those gates maybe back when she was younger her place was very popular but now it's forgotten people don't go there anymore so forgotten gates what does that mean the gates don't open anymore right so he's painting the picture of a sad old woman who is longing for her kind of a son you know so yeah На чёрный отдалённый путь toward the distant blackened path. Maybe it's a path somewhere out there where she's expecting him to come ride on his horse and come to her or ride in a carriage or something. So she's, you know, waiting for him. Тоска, предчувствия, заботы теснят твою всечас грудь. Melancholy, premonitions and worries. Crowd your, upon your chest incessantly. So, taska being bored, and just, you know, melancholy. I think I, I, I said this word right, melancholy, maybe not. In Russian, we have melancholia for that word. Premonitions, which is, you know, when you expect something. And заботы, worries. Теснят, they, they crowd your chest. And всечасно means at all times. Just without stop. And then he continues, but the line gets cut off. Sometimes you imagine something. You know, this poem is very short. Only 12 lines. And maybe he just paints the picture of her being sad about something. But then he says, well, don't lose hope. And then this, that, and the third. He had that in his mind, maybe. But we don't know that. He gets cut off. So... It just, I think he just set the tone for her sadness, but he doesn't continue. He doesn't change the setting. He doesn't use the setting in in any way. So it only leads us to think maybe it was coming. Who knows? Who knows? I guess it's going to be the story. It's going to be the secret for for ages now. And uh, a little bit about her. His nyanya, which is nurse or babysitter, her name was... Irina Radionovna. Irina is her first name. Radionovna is her patronymic. And she wasn't just his nurse, like I mentioned. She was really a motherly figure to him. Uh, He would trust her. She was his... I don't think he had parents that um, raised him. I might be wrong, but a common notion is that she was his motherly figure who raised him. And, you know, he doesn't just address... So Nyanya, as, as a person right back in the day, it's a peasant woman who would raise your kids. She used to be she's a servant to your family. But you don't just address your servant as a padruga, as a friend, as a dove, galupka. You don't do those things. So he really cherished her, their relationship. And um, yeah, and after the imperial disfavor when the when the empire kind of disfavored him and send him away, he would long for their conversations and, and, and her presence in his life. That's the first poem. Second poem, if you read the first line to any Russian person, they can continue with the second line. I think this might be his most famous poem. This one is called Zimnia Utra, which means winter morning. He'll be talking about uh, nature. He really loved nature and described the nature. So here goes. If you read this first line, any native would read the second line to you without even knowing, without having the text. So here goes. Мороз и солнце. День чудесный. Еще ты дремлешь, друг прелестный. Пора, красавица. Проснись. Открой сомкнутой негой взоры. Навстречу северной вроры, Звездою севера явись. Вечер. Ты помнишь? Вьюга злилась, на мутном небе мгла носилась. Луна, как бледное пятно, сквозь тучи мрачное желтела. И ты печальная сидела. А нынче? Погляди в окно. Под голубыми небесами, великолепными коврами, блестя на солнце снег лежит. Прозрачный лес один чернеет. И ель сквозь, и не зеленеет, И речка под льтом блестит. Вся комната янтарным блеском озарена. Веселым треском трещит затопленная печь. Приятно думать у лежанки. Но знаешь, не велеть ли санки кобылку бурую запречь? Скользя по утреннему снегу, друг милый, Предадимся бегу, нетерпеливого коня, и навестим поля пустые, леса, недавно столь густые, и берег, милый для меня. How beautiful. And it just flows. I read it after a long time of not reading this poem, and it just... It's just like a river that just flows and the words they flow and, and and the rhythm is just so easy. It's so easy to 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 read it because it rhymes. The rhythm is ta 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 ta. It's really super rhythmic and it's just so easy to read and i hope that you guys can even if you don't understand all the words from this poem you can still appreciate that and maybe maybe through my reading you can hear it a bit though i'm not a the most (laughs) uh, talented uh poem reader (laughs) Uh, i hope that still through my readings you can hear how just easy flowing it is so let's do it again and translate each line. Here, we won't spend as much time on translating each line because pretty much everything is self explanatory from just the translations. There's not a lot of hidden meaning, meanings compared to the first one. Maros is sonce, den chudjesny. Frost, fr- frost. <laughs> I said frost, like I'm reading the Russian uh, <laughs> intonation, a Russian accent. Frost and sun, a wonderful day. Ещё ты дремлешь, друг прелестный. You're still dozing or you're still dreaming or sleeping, my enchanting friend. Who is he saying to his uh, who is his friend? I'm not sure, maybe just the day is still sleeping. Пора, красавица, проснись. It is time, beauty, wake up. Открой сомкнутые негае взоры. Open your laz- lazily closed eyes северной авроры. Towards the northern aurora. I think it's a star in the sky. So open your eyes. It's time. Wake up. Open your eyes. Look up to the sky and see. Звездою севера явись. Appear as the star of the north. I think he's talking about the sun, right? I think he's talking about the sun. It's time to wake up and show yourself. The day has begun помнишь вьюга злилась Evening do you remember the blizzard was raging Maybe he is saying addressing the evening Hey evening remember last night it was the blizzard Or maybe he's saying last night it was a blizzard just like as a without addressing anybody На мутном небом A Dark haze drifted across the cloudy sky Луна, как бледное пятно, the moon, like a pale spot, сквозь тучи мрачные желтела, yellowed through the gloomy clouds, и ты печальная сидела. And you sat there so sad. А нынче погляди в окно. But today, look out the window. So, let's read the English translation to, like, I guess, paint a full picture. Frost and sun, it's, it's a winter morning. Frost and sun, wonderful day. You are still dozing, my enchanting friend. It's time, beauty, wake up. Open your lazily closed eyes towards the northern aurora, appear as the star of the north. Last night, do you remember, the blizzard was raging. A dark haze drifted across the cloudy sky. The moon, like a pale spot, yellowed through the gloomy clouds. And you sat there so sad. But today look out the window. And then let's go back to Russian. Под голубыми небесами великолепными коврами. Under the blue skies magnificent carpets. He is describing the clouds as the carpets. Блестяно солнце снег лежит. Glistening in the sun the snow lies. The snow is there. Прозрачный лес один The transparent forest stands dark alone. If you didn't, if you don't experience winter wherever you are, you know in the winter, especially in Russia, when it's super snowy, right? It's white, just like a, like a, like maybe also a carpet or a cover of white. But then, if you look in the forest, forest in the winter doesn't have any leaves. And if you look through the forest, even though he describes it as transparent, there's no leaves. The trunks of the trees and the branches, they kind of if you look through it, they'll be black. Right? And so you see only only the black forest is only black. The rest is all white from snow. And the fir or fear or the fir tree green through the forest. The only tree that is green is fir tree. And so you see the Black forest but the green fir tree, because the fir doesn't drop its corner leaves or spikes or whatever they're called, and the river glistens under the ice. Вся комната янтарным блеском озарена. The whole room is lit with the amber glow, веселым треском трещин затопленная pitch. With a cheerful crackle, the lit stove crackles. So you know when you, when when you have a stove, when you have a bonfire, when you have a fireplace, it crackles, right? And so he's talking about the amber glow from the sun just covers your room and then you hear the crackles of the of the fire. Of course, back then there's no radiators, no heating system. You have a stove or furnace in your house. And so that's how you get warm. And so you Wake up in the morning with the sun in your room and the crackle of the, of the stove and of the uh, furnace. Приятно думать у лежанки. It's pleasant to muse on the bench or to think, to ponder, laying there on the bench. Но знаешь, не в But you know what? What about... Harness or to order to harness the chestnut horse into the sleigh. Should we, should we uh, go out, go out there and ride horses on the sleigh in this in this snow? Why not? Skal zjapa uternymus niegu, gliding over the morning snow, drug mieli, predajim se biegu Dear friend, let's give in to the run of the impatient horse и навестим поля пустые, and visit the empty fields. недавно столь the forest recently so dense, и берег And the shore that's dear to me. First, he paints the picture of the frost and sun and this wonderful day. Wake up! Yesterday you saw the blizzard, and it was crazy, and it was gloomy, and you were sad there. But today, look out the window. There's the skies and the And the snow is is glistening and the forest is green with just a fir tree and then this river there. And the whole room is lit with this amber glow and the crackle of the forest. And then you're just sitting there pondering about stuff. But you know what? Should we go ride the horses in the sleigh on the snow? And then we give in to the horses ride. And then we go to the forest and to the fields and go to the shore that I love so much. That's the genius of Pushkin. And of course, the translation doesn't give it justice. The poetic rhymes and just the rhythmic, rhythmic scheme is just incredible. That is it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you've gotten something from this. And if you are interested in reading these poems by yourself, I'll leave them in the description to this podcast. You can check it out. And also, of course, if you want to learn Russian and speak it to your friends, to your family and have a good time doing that and have fun speaking and not always think of "Mm, what's the next word, Uh, how am I supposed to say this, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. If you want to avoid that but learn to speak freely, join a beautiful class right now with the first link in the description to this podcast as well. We'll teach you how to do that. Check it out and I'll see you all next time and hope you enjoyed. See you next time. Пока-пока.